Hi everybody, welcome to Long Term Memory. My name is Jack and joining me as always is my good friend Colin. Colin, how are you? I'm good mate, yeah, thank you. I am just about over the antics of last week's show and here we are about to do part two, so about to be traumatised all over again, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think this week's show will... We're not going to focus so much on Harry Potter, but we will start with a... Let's call it snippets of some of the Harry Potter fan fanfic. Did you know it was called that? Shortened? I haven't seen that before, no. I haven't seen fanfic. Um, but no, the word fan, though, does make me think of our executive producers, mate, who are our biggest fans, Mark Brown, Robert McMillan, Sandy McClarty, and Stuart Glass, and we wouldn't be here without them, so thank you, folks. Yeah, big shout out to them and all the patrons as well, again, long term. Oh, no, wait, I, I better get this right. Patreon.com forward slash long term memory. There you are. Find That's us there. One. Give us a uh, 10 pence a day and we love you forever. Um, yeah, Harry Potter fanfic snippets here, mate, before we get into some um, strange fans fiction. I, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. So, <laughs> uh, obviously, a lot of my research is done on Reddit, which is a, an act, uh, like a endless hole of just brilliant stuff really if you can find the right subreddits and stuff like that so again just a few of these each where I just typed in worst fan fiction ever and this wasn't specifically about Harry Potter but it just pops up every now and again so this one starts a little bit strange this guy uh, on reddit says uh, my grandfather grandfather remember uh, frequently reads fan fiction about Harry and Draco are secretly gay lovers there was this one where Harry was the new Voldy and Draco was an ambassador from the ministry sent to petition him for mercy and when he came back he tried to play off his love bikes as evidence of torture. The weirdest part, hands down, is knowing that your grandfather reads Harry fiction gay, Harry Potter gay porn. Yeah, yeah, that, that, is, that is the strangest bit about that whole story, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's odd. It's very, very odd. Like a grandfather reading Harry Potter's strange enough in the first place, but going out there fan fiction it and kind of leading yourself towards the gay world of it is. I know, you, I know you're jumping on that. I'm sorry for jumping in there, mate, but I know you're jumping on the grandfathers being. It's a bit odd. Like your daughter could have a child and you'd be a grandfather. Yeah, that is true. To be fair, um, like once you get to your mid thirties. Early forties, like being a grandfather isn't all that strange. Uh, yeah, it's a it's, it's a little bit good. young. As I get that. Uh, well, as you know, I mean, you, you had a child young, and if your kid had a kid young, then yeah, you could be a grandfather soonish. I'm not. I'm not saying that your daughter will have a child soon, but I'm just saying it could happen. You know, she's yeah. of age, basically. Let's, let's move on, Jack, right? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I do apologise. Um, yes. Um, so, <laughs> the next one, mate, on you go. Fucking, you're taking this one because I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> okay, so this person picked out their favourite bit of Harry Potter fan fiction. Probably the one where Voldemort rapes Hermione. Fucking hell. Um, he's, who's in Azkaban for reasons, and she gives him a daughter. No, no, no. Sorry, mate, it's... it's f- <laughs> Like, I think that the whole fan fiction's been written and it's just like they've put she was in for reasons, like just not giving them, just like <laughs> Oh dear. Right, sorry, sorry, go. Okay. She gives Voldemort a daughter who is an obvious self insert. She goes to Hogwarts and is immediately raped by everyone, including Dumbledore, Snape, and her own father. <gasps> now, when I 
when I asked what the fuck brought this nightmare into existence, the owner's excuse was I was really horny at the time. Yeah, this must be on this fanfiction.net or whatever it is. Um, this is <laughs> quite... Like, do you know what this first word is? Kitchener. Kitchen. Can you Google that while I just read this, man? Because I don't really know if that's key to this bit of fan fiction. So, Kitsune, Harry Potter, is suddenly catnip to every gay half-human Hogwarts and gets impregnated by a half-dragon, half-demon student. It went on, but I couldn't stand anymore. Um, a kitsune is an animal with nine tails, which is believed to possess superior intelligence of long life and magical powers. Also, oh, this sounds like this is a Harry Potter cats crossover. Yes, I think so. Right. Okay. And catnip. So... Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Right. right. Um, this, <laughs> this, this, this next one's short and sweet. Um, the one where Lucius Malfoy drills a hill and drills a hill. And the one where Lucius Malfoy drills a hole in Draco Malfoy's skull and fucks his brain. That's <laughs> a father and son there, by the way. Is it right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, does this Harry Potter slash Pirates of the Caribbean love, love fanfic out there somewhere? <laughs> but, but this guy's just been only read it once. <laughs> That's plenty. <laughs> That's fucking plenty, you man. Right. Thank fuck we're off of Harry Potter because I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> well, saying that, the next one's going to be a fucking nailer. Um, I have felt uncomfortable for a while, but um, this one is from <laughs> fanfiction.net again, Colin, and it's just simply called Jesus and Hitler A Romance. <laughs> so, in the year 2025, in the halls of Reckon a German soldier was running to an office. When he reached the door, he drop-kicked it open. Mine <laughs> Führer, the Americans are inside Berlin. But, but look at the way Mein Führer spelled. M-I-N-E-F-U-R-O-R. Mein Führer. Fair enough, man. Good. Yeah, long-term listeners will be saying right now we should have Martin Ramsey here to be We should have, yeah. Adolf Hitler, uh, Adolf spelled A-D-O-L-P-H, um, <laughs> king of Neo-Germany, looked up from his Volks desk rapidly. Mine got in Himmel, I must escape. Quickly he ran to a secret underground laboratory. <laughs> Scientists running around and conducting scientific experiments. Active, <laughs> <laughs> Active the time machine, shouted Hitler. <laughs> Hitler could hear Americans shouting in the tunnel behind him murdering innocent German scientists and soldiers to satiate their bloodlust. But, mein Führer, <laughs> the temporal coordinates are not set. You could be sent anywhere. It is irrelevant, fool. I must survive so that the National Socialism can continue. The thoroughly chastised scientist activated the time machine and Hitler was thrown through time to 29 AD. When Hitler stepped through the portal, he saw a beautiful man with blue eyes and a long beard. Greetings, my son, he said. Hitler looked around. Where am I? In Israel, my son. Come, have lunch with me. My name is Jesus Christ. Hitler was instantly amazed. He had been a devout Christian all his life and was honoured to eat dinner with Jesus. During lunch, Hitler explained the tenets of National Socialism to the Messiah. <laughs> to his delight, Jesus loved it. <laughs> 
this is written by Nazi, yeah. Um, within an hour, Jesus was won over to National Socialism. Hitler felt joy in his heart. National Socialism would live again. While they were talking, Hitler found himself checking out Jesus's tight bod. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I can't stop. He thought to himself, if he wasn't Führer of Germany, hold on, he wasn't Führer anymore, was he? That night, when Hitler and Jesus were in bed together, Hitler said, Jesus, what do you think of love between men? What do you mean, Hitler? Jesus asked. Hitler took a deep breath. He would have to be bold. This is what I mean. <laughs> he, leaned, he leaned over and started frenching with the Lord. At the same time, he reached down and started tugging on his already turgid member. Jesus slept in the buff. Jesus broke off the kiss. Hitler, I I don't know if I can do this. It feels so good, so right, but I'm afraid I've never been with another man before. I've never been with a man either, Jesus. I'm scared, just like you are. But we can't let our fear rule us. I love you, Jesus. Do you love me? Hitler's, ears had t- Hitler's eyes had tears in them. Jesus smiled. Yes, Hitler, I love you. They embraced. Again, they kissed passionately. Hitler continued to jet Christ off. When he began to tense up, Hitler lowered his head to Christ's stiff member and caught Christ's sticky seed in his mouth. That was an incredible amount of it, and it splashed everywhere. When Hitler rose up again, Jesus locked lips with him. He could taste his own shoulder semen in Hitler's mouth, and he didn't care. Jesus was happy for the first time in his life. Fucking hell! Fuck me. This just proves that we don't read these before, man. Like this. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, right. Okay, dokie. <clears throat> we, we, we do have a couple of great religious listeners that are going to be absolutely disgusted by this. Right. This one is, is quite um, in-depth compared to... <laughs> when I say in-depth, there's big paragraphs in this one, so we're going to take a paragraph each with if we can get their calling right. Does yeah. that sound like something that we can maybe try and We can work maybe our way split through? this first one into two paragraphs, maybe. Because it's right. ridiculous. I tell you what, a little bit it? of a little bit of live editing, Colin. Can you sort of um split this whole story into a couple of paragraphs shorter as I just start reading this? Yeah, you, okay. you go for it. Yeah, so we've got a Goku. Hello friends, Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Drunk Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate Life is a little bit shit just now, and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people, then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory, and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad-free, and lots of bonus content. And Anne Frank, Frank, uh, in a story called Until the End of Time, most of you will know who Anne Frank is, I'd imagine, and there'll probably a bunch of you know who Goku is. If you don't know who Goku is, he is a lead character in Dragon Ball Z. Is that right? That's the man, yeah, that's him. Yes. So, here goes. 
inside as she sat in her room, staring at the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, fuck. (laughs) She just finished writing her diary and had nothing to do. (laughs) Life was boring in the secret annex, but it was better than the alternative. Of course it fucking was. Uh, it was all right speaking to Peter and Margot, but they're both such quiet people. <laughs> oh, unlike the always active Anne. All of a sudden, a flash of light appeared in the room. Anne jumped back, um, stifling a scream. Before she could run to the closed door, she noticed that the person who appeared in the flash was not a Nazi officer, but someone who she'd never seen before. His clothes were very strange, and his hair was in a spiky style that was totally new to her. She stood against the wall, wary of the stranger, but he walked towards her and smiled, extending a hand. Hello, my name is Goku, the mysterious stranger said. Anne nervously put her hand in his. He bent down and kissed it softly, then let her go. Anne blushed, feeling something she had never felt before go on off inside her. My name is Anne, she replied quietly. I'm sorry for what just happened, Goku told her. But I was caught in a time portal and deposited here. My power cells will recharge soon. But until then, I'm stuck here. Anne had no idea what the handsome visitor was talking about, but she played along. Well, sir, she said, you may stay in my room for as long as you like. Anne blushed again as she said this and giggled slightly. (laughs) Goku looked around and then sat on the bed. Thank you for the invitation. I'll be sure to repay you for it soon. Anne did not understand what he meant by that. However, when he spoke, she felt a warmth and de- a warmth deep inside of her. She sat by him on the bed, staring at his man, staring at the man's beautiful eyes. Finally, she could stand it no longer. She- Anne leaned over and she kissed the stranger on the cheek, and then pulled back quickly, not sure of what she had done. "I'm sorry," she said as she stumbled to find the right words. The visitor smirked. "No, that's quite all right," he replied with a smile, putting one arm around her. "You know, you're a very beautiful girl." But I, well, Anne looked at him. What's the matter, she said. Goku looked nervous. I'm I'm already married. He finally managed to choke it out. Anne pulled away from him abruptly. <laughs> no, she said loudly, almost in tears. I'm sorry, he replied. Anne was furious. Nothing ever goes right, she cried out. I have to go now. <laughs> My power cells are recharged, said Goku. Anna, Goku. Anna was in tears by now, staring at the wall so she could see Goku's face. He smiled a, sm- a sad smile and disappeared in another flash, out of Anne's life forever. Anne never forgot him, though, not until the end of time. Nothing ever goes right. <laughs> uh, one month, um, well, it didn't feel like a month. To Anne Frank, a Jew hiding from the Nazis, it seemed like a year. <laughs> One one month since the fateful encounter with the mysterious man from another world who she only knew as Goku, the handsome stranger had stepped through time and into her life then disappeared without a trace and was almost sure that they'd never meet again, even though not one day passed without her dreaming of him. Little did she know, however, that their lives were tied by the unbreakable red string of fate. (laughs) Okay. It was another boring day in the secret annex. <laughs> Anne sat in the bed of her room, writing in her diary. It never occurred to her, however, that this entry would be her last. As she wrote in the quiet attic, there was a loud noise from downstairs. Her heart jumped with both fear and excitement. Was it them? The Nazis? Or could it be him? 
She had no idea whether to run downstairs or to hide. The decision, however, was made for her. Her door flew open and a tall soldier was visible in the doorway glaring at her. The cries of her family members and her friends were tuned out as Anne only thought of one thing. She stood up and followed the soldier out of the room, down the stairs and into the back of a truck. So this is it, she said quietly to herself. I'll never see him again. My one true love. After all these years of hiding, they were for naught. Then Anne realised that she'd left her precious diary up in her room. She broke loose from the officer and made a dash back into the shop. When he removed a gun from his holster and fired a shot in her direction, Anne fell to the floor. Anne lay on the floor, feeling searing pain run through her leg where the bullet had met its mark. The Gestapo officer menacingly moved towards her, grinning when all of a sudden... <laughs> here we go. There was a blinding flash of light, causing the officer to shield his eyes. A huge cloud of smoke appeared next to Anne, blocking her from the soldier's vision. When the smoke cleared, he was in for quite the surprise. There was Goku, holding Anne in his arms, standing next to a huge metal capsule. Goku! cried Anne. You came back for me? Goku smiled. Anything for you, my dear. Our love will never be lost. Not until the end of time. (laughs) The Gestapo officer turned tall and ran. But Goku was too quick for him. After laying Anne on the concrete, he dashed towards the Nazi and knocked him to the ground, unconscious with only one blow. Nazi scum, muttered Goku, as he spat (laughs) to the enemy's limp body and then returned to Anne. Here, I have something for you, Goku said, as as he removed a small bean from his pocket. What on earth is this, asked Anne. Goku smiled, remembering how ignorant she was to what was everyday life to him. It's a senzu bean, he said. Just eat it and it'll cure your leg. Anne followed his instructions and popped the bean into her mouth. <laughs> as, the, <laughs> as, as the wound as the wound on her calf magically healed. Now come on, Commander Goku, commanded Goku. We've got some Nazi ass to kick. Anne jumped on the mysterious fans back as he launched off into the sky. After only a few minutes, the two of them arrived in Berlin. Uh, tanks were parading down the street as Adolf Hitler, spelt correctly this time, um, stood on a platform overlooking all. Stay here, Goku said, dropping in in a shaded area under a tree, like a fucking computer game, man, like <laughs> Assassin's Creed. You hide in the shadows there, you'll be fine. Uh, he then flew straight towards the parade of tanks, uh, fist outstretched, screaming as loud as he could. The soldiers below scattered in terror while the tanks uh, tried to aim their cannons at him. However, he was too quick and nimble for them and opened the hatch of a nearby panzer and headed inside. After dispatching with the soldiers in control of the war machine, he took the wheel. He fired round after round into the crowd of Nazi soldiers, occasionally firing at the other tanks as well. After only minutes, there was nothing but a cloud of dust and corpses. Goku emerged from the tank's hatch, smiling now that he'd done his duty. When all of the dust cleared and there was only two people remaining on the parade ground, Goku and Adolf Hitler, the most evil man to ever walk the earth. Anne watched from nearby fearfully as she saw the two men stare at each other for what seemed like hours. Her one true love and her ultimate oppressor. It had come down to this. So, Hitler said jovially, you took out all of my men. However, you aren't going to defeat me. Hitler then jumped down from his platform and down onto the street in front of Goku, pulling a chain gun from the ground nearby. Goku quickly jumped behind a ruined tank as Adolf opened fire. The tank made decent cover, 
but it wasn't long until it would be torn apart by the hail of bullets. Goku had to act. He dashed from the side of the tank and flew as fast as he could towards Hitler, who had no time to react. He grabbed the chain gun out of his enemy's hands and snapped it over his knee with ease. Hitler stumbled backwards, shocked at the turn of events. Goku smirked and then said, it's come down to this. You and me fighting like men. If you admit defeat now, I'll kill you rather painlessly. Goku had the definitive advantage, or so it seemed. Hitler burst into a laugh as Goku looked on quizzically. The mustachioed man slowly rose into the air as his brown hair and penciled moustache turned a blonde colour and his brown eyes turned blue. Goku reeled in horror. Hitler began laughing and then finally said, Goku, you came here expecting to find a madman, but instead you found a god. Hitler had become Super Saiyan. (laughs) He's a superhero now. Anne looked on in awe, not sure what was going on. At first, it seemed like her lover would win the battle, but now she wasn't so sure. Goku now seemed scared of his opponent, and it was for good reason. Hitler continued to speak. Goku, can't you see? I've reached a power level ten times anything you've ever achieved. Your fate is sealed, weakling. Even, Even though the battle seemed unwinnable, Goku charged in, screaming at the top of his lungs. Every blow he struck with a deflect with was deflected off Hitler's rock hard body. <laughs> Hitler waited for Goku to tire himself out, then raised his fist and punched Goku, and one punch was enough. Goku was knocked across the street into a large propaganda poster of Hitler. <laughs> he fudded to the cold hard ground. Hitler laughed thinking that victory was in his hands at last. Goku, however, was not ready to give up. Bruised and battered, he rose from the ground, limping in Hitler's direction. The Nazi leader laughed. You still want to fight? Don't you know when to give up, boy? You can hardly walk, and you expect to beat me, conqueror of Europe? Goku ignored Adolf's taunts as he continued to stumble his way forward. Finally, the two arch-rivals were standing face to face. Goku stared Hitler straight in the eye, then screamed, This is for love! (laughs) And flew up into the sky, his hair turning blonde, his eyes blue, and an aura of power radiating from him. Hitler looked on in horror at Goku. He had made the ultimate achievement. He had become a super ultra power cyan. (laughs) Goku (laughs) made a cup shape with his hands, aiming at Hitler as he belted out the words, Kami! Hami! Ha! As the beam of pure energy shot at the enemy, disintegrating the Nazi leader's body, Goku then collapsed to the ground in a heap, exhausted from the fight. Two years later, just two years later. Two years later. Anne and Goku finally reached uh, the date of the wedding, which is nice. After the battle, Anne and Goku destroyed the time machine and took a boat to Australia. So a left field man. Uh, they chased their names and lived new lives, ready to start over. The two young people looked into each other's eyes as they kissed, uh, as the reverend pronounced them man and wife. Finally, it seemed Anne was at peace, and they would always be together until the end of time. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Huh? Yes. I mean, Anne Frank was looking for some excitement in her life, but I don't think she was expecting that. Um, we've got a couple of more here, which are shorter ones, which is good. Yeah. Uh, this one in particular, Jack, is very short. It's called Artemis Lover. 
And it starts, long story short, boy finds Artemis, the cat from Sailor Moon, being beat up by the other cats. <laughs> he flips out and murders the cats. Then the boy nurses Artemis back to health. It turns out Artemis was being attacked because he was a hermaphrodite. The boy revealed that he's one too. They bang. <laughs> Oh, oh, this is people just uh, summarising some of the stuff that they've read before. Um, <clears throat> this one comes from a, a book that we don't know the title of. Um, again, while I'm reading this, mate, can you Google John Stalvern just to see yeah. if he's like somebody, right? Because John Stalvern waited. The lights above him blinked and sparked out over there. There were demons in the base. He didn't see them, but had expected them now for years. His warnings to Cernal Johnson were not listened to, and now it was too late, far too late for now anyway. John was a space marine for 14 years. When he was young, he watched the spaceships and said to his dad, I want to be on the ships, Daddy. But Daddy had said, no, you will be killed by demons. Uh, there was a time when he believed him, then he got um, ordered um, to stop. But now, uh, in the space station of the UAC, he knew there were demons. This is Johnson, the radio crackled. You must fight the demons. So John got his plasma rifle and blew up the ball. He's going to kill us, shouted the demons. I will shoot at him, said the Cybermon, <laughs> as he fired the rocket missiles. John plasmed at him and tried to blow him up, but then the ceiling fell and they were trapped and not able to kill. <laughs> no, I must kill demons, he shouted. The radio said, no, John, you are the demons. And John was a zombie. <laughs> Heck. He's not a real person then, is he? <laughs> uh, he's the he's one of the main guys in the video game Doom. Right, okay, so he's actually a baddie in that. I see the twist that they've tried to do there. Yeah, right, okay. He's a marine in, in Doom. Um, okay, we've got one here called... <laughs> I hope it's not boys' own fan fiction. It's called Ronan the Barbarian. <laughs> um, Super. In 1988, I was elected president of a forgettable local writers group. One of our writers, we'll call Cindy was a 23-year-old girl living in her wealthy parents' furnished attic with her very own top-of-the-line-for-the-time Mac and printer. In person, pretty nice, but a little touched. One day, I compiled the yearly members list, about 20 to 30 people, and she used this opportunity to mail me a chapter of her book. <laughs> so this was the first chapter of 21 from her first book of seven. It was, a, it was about, like we mentioned, Ronan the Barbarian, who it, he was also a dwarf somehow. It changed quite a lot. Uh, there was a lot of alliteration, uh, like he lived in the Purple Palace <laughs> next to the Rainbow River near the Majestic Mountains. <laughs> he, he also met a lot of celebrities like Star Trek <laughs> and Star Wars characters. And at one point, E.T. and Jared from Labyrinth. It was quite possibly <laughs> the worst Mary Sue piece I've ever read. And it was over 80 pages of fan-folded nine-pin dot matrix with the tear holes still in the side. Uh, she sent a copy to all of us, <laughs> unsolicited of the ways used that word. It was so out of the blue, so extraordinary. Someone thought I, I had wrote it as a joke until the next meeting. Cindy was eagerly awaiting her positive reviews. I never heard such an awkward silence. Yeah. We tried to be constructive, but everyone had assumed it was a spoof and talked amongst themselves already, so they kept breaking into embarrassed snickering. Yeah. We never saw Cindy again. She was crushed, 
but truly it was the worst fan fiction I'd ever seen. <laughs> Ronan the Barbarian. Superb. Right. Now this one is just <laughs> the Simpsons writing, but like we like again, we've not read this, but we need to try and read it as it's written, right? Because okay. it's really short and sweet, so we'll take I'll take the first two paragraphs, you'll take the last two, right? One one day's Lisa and Bart were sitting at home when suddenly Lisa found dirty magazines under Bink's bed. Lisa tell Hammer and he yell at Bert. <laughs> Why you got those foul things from, boy? Then he hit Bart. Bart run away flying from his dad. Then later that night he found Lisa and he began to beat her up. Lisa says to Bert, stop it, you're hitting me and it's making me feel so sad. So Bort says, you shouldn't have told Pop about my magazine, my magazines. <laughs> then Hammer runs into the room and pulls Bar and Liza apart and says, now, now, you two. No point in crying over spill milk, hee hee. So Boy and Lisa hug. The end. That's it, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Right, okay. Right, um, not safe for work. Um, what is the weirdest fan fiction you have ever read? Again, this is just bullet points, mate. So one or two each. So, a fan fiction spread around my theatre group that described Paula Dean cooking a meal and progressively getting more and more aroused by a stick of butter. <laughs> That's it. I was browsing fan fiction and saw there was a Tetris section. A Tetris fan fiction category. I was confused and curious and thought it was hilarious. So I read one and it was about a society of people who periodically have to go through a ritualistic self-suicide ceremony and worship of their god, and they throw themselves into an unknowable chasm to reach the afterlife, except the people were blocks, and their god was the human played on the Tetris machine. It was surprisingly really good and heartfelt, and I almost cried at the end when the main character had to throw himself off the edge. Huh. Another one here. Uh, Eminem went to prison and became Gambit's bitch. That's the gambit from X-Men. <laughs> There's no further details for these, by the way. This is just what people have read. Death Dotes, where L was part of some Lovecraftian fishman race and forcibly covered light with vaginas. <laughs> I don't know what that sentence means. Um, my personal favourite has to be the Avengers fan fiction that I read once where Captain America came home from a long day of work and Iron Man decided that what he needed to relax was to shrink himself and then just jump up into his anus. <laughs> bizarre, bizarre. Uh, I was into Trump and Putin slash for a while. <laughs> Hello friends, Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate Life is a little bit shit just now, and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people, then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory, and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad-free, and lots of bonus content. (laughs) (laughs) Slash factions that we're chopping each other up? I think so, yeah. Uh, We've got one here. Chef Anthony Bourdain. Bangs Loki from the, the MCU. 
Dearie me. Oh dear. This one's for um, you. Yeah, it really is. Kanye West as the Inquisitor of Fidas and Dragon Age. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what that means. No, I don't even know what it means, but it's obviously bizarre. Uh, I was one linked to a My Little Pony fanfic by Twilight's Sparkler. Um, beside uh, Twilight Sparklers beside the table became sentient and she fell in love with it. The whole story was basically written to use the line uh, one night stand as a punchline, basically. <laughs> right, okay. Terrible. Um, I once saw a picture of Luna Lovegood eating out Daenerys Targaryen. Very interesting correlation, I thought. Right. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world, that, to be fair. I don't know. Who is Luna Lovegood? Luna Lovegood is in Harry Potter. Right, okay. She's in Harry Potter. She's... This guy's obviously into blonde girls, then. dad runs, like, the National Enquirer. Yes, it's two very, very blonde girls. Yeah, so he's obviously right into that. Um, back in the early days uh, of the internet, there was a fanfic that involved Charlie, <laughs> Willy Wonka, and an everlasting gobstopper up the butt. <laughs> 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 so bizarre. Uh, I saw one episode of an anime where it was basically a regular run-of-the-mill superpower action anime, but it was a massive amount of fan service. I found it odd but kept watching. Then they revealed the central plot the characters got the superpowers by finding random women with huge boobs and drinking their breast milk. Of course. The main villain captured multiple women with huge boobs and is milking them for their milk to get more powerful. <laughs> there was this one where Lara Croft bought a pet raptor, which uh, raped her in the shower, and she never she never noticed, basically. But there's a lot of rape and stuff in there. It's like, I don't really... Okay. <laughs> um... Red one was Squidward menstruates, men, menstruates ink every month, and at one point it gets clogged, so SpongeBob grabs a sponge dick to absorb the ink out. <laughs> because SpongeBob's dick absorbs all the ink, it gets so swollen it stays stuck inside Squidward, and SpongeBob has to ejaculate in order for his dick to shrink. So Squidward starts fucking SpongeBob's pores with his tentacles. Oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't like some of this. Uh, I read one where Dean, like I don't know who Dean is, was raped by a tentacle monster under his bed and ended up being forced to abort his squid babies with fire. Uh, but that was just kind of a normal Saturday afternoon in the depths of supernatural fan fiction. Um, Slave Bear of Keralot, where the Care Bears got upset that Grumpy Bear is grumpy and decide to rectify the situation with some rape <laughs> and some non-consensual BDSM. I do apologise, guys. Like, like, I just... I honestly just cut and paste these, man. Like, I did not expect to be speaking so much about rape. Um, I recall one that was just Anakin jerking off while thinking of Padme. <laughs> I know who... Like, is that a Star Wars thing? I know Anakin. I've never heard of Padme. Anakin, Anakin Skywalker, yeah. Who's Padme? Padme is... I don't know. Doesn't no particularly matter. Right, okay. Right, one or two more. <laughs> this one's this one's actually got a bit of an interesting backstory, right? Because you know how on Reddit you've got the, the main comment and then you've got the comments under that, basically. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a fucking, it's like, everybody knows what it is. So th- this one um, was, uh, there was this one of My Little Pony fanfic of Celestia going nuts and raping and murdering her way through Equestria. I think it was called uh, Celestia's Relaxing Vacation. But then the next comment is a guy saying, like, I think you've underestimated this because this is the actual content warning from the author and it reads as follows. Do you want to read this? 
Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, so this um, is the content warnings from the author. Okay. Abortion via cock and other methods. Asphyxiation via drowning, choking, hanging, cocks, etc. Bodily fluids, blood, cum, piss, scat, puss, victims, etc. Bondage, gags, restraints, fuck swings, city demolition, death, murder, necrophilia, death matches between faithful students, double or more penetration, fates worse than death, um, friendship lessons, futa, genocide, human world getting fucked, but fuck them, impalement to your cock and other methods, impregnation, incest, mind control, deception, misplaced vengeance, medieval tortures, naughty language, not thinking things through, (laughs) oral, Public naughtiness, sex, every natural hole, small council meetings, more horrifying than it sounds, three or more sums, torture via time travel, villains so evil that other villains become protagonists without reforming, virginity, but never for long, four, soft and hard via cock, mouth, suck, cunt, soul, cooking, etc. Wondering why she's doing this until you find out, zombies. At the end, everything is zombies. <laughs> yeah, me. Um Right. There was a video uh, on a nerdless website. Um, I saw a guy read about Jar Jar Binks raping George Lucas. I do apologise. The guy had a near flawless impression of Jar Jar Binks. Uh, can you do a Jar Jar Binks impression to read this? No, I can't. No. Right, so what, did, what, did, what does Jar Jar Binks sound like? Is it like... Um, give, I tell you what. Here, tell me. Just we're going to do this live. Give me a give me three words that describe Jar Jar Binks, and I'm going to do an impression of him. You know, right? High pitched uh, words are kind of dragged out and slightly Swedish. Yes. So this guy had a near flawless impression of Jar Jar Binks, hearing him exclaim, "Visa, ask I no more questions. Visa, buck fuck now!" Uh, brought him to tears, supposedly. So, um, oh, yeah, dear. lovely stuff. <laughs> Um, and we'll, we'll finish it in style here. It's more <laughs> real person fiction than fan fiction, but how about the one where Stephen Fry turns into a giant squid and has sex with the presenters of Top Gear? Oh, super. I don't. What's the fascination with squids and rape and all that sort of stuff, man? Is, is that based in like the squid stuff? Is that like Japan? Is that sort of based yeah, from there, from a, anime and stuff? There is a category of porn, I think, in Asia where squids are used with girls quite a lot. Right, okay. Is it because they've got eight dicks? Is that yeah, the, the can, vibe? Because they can they can fill every hole sort of thing. It's pretty grim, man. It's like the, not they're not nice. Yes, like they filled Hogwarts the school's holes last episode, basically. Yes, squids are very popular. Phallic right. creatures. Okay. Uh I kinda think feel like we need to apologise for the last couple of episodes, but fuck it. I enjoyed it at times. <laughs> like don't get me wrong, I, I really felt uncomfortable at times as well. Yeah, just reading this stuff, but uh, I thought, I thought it was a decent episode. <laughs> yeah, it's always good to get like a little just reminder that we're both normal, well-adjusted people compared to some people out there. So, very good for that reason. That's it. Um, as always, guys, cheers, cheers in. We'll speak to you next week. Bye 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 bye.